This episode is brought to you by OMG Marketing. Need a little help with your social media? M's got you. M helps businesses just like yours stand out online. Find her at www.omgmarketing.com.au. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learnt with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about the culture clash. Today we'll talk about the Outback to Ocean vibe that is West of the Waves, and then we'll bring in today's amazing guest, Prue Houston, the Melbourne girl with a love for all things Texas and how she turned that love into an amazing Western-inspired boutique. But first, as always, we have Brian with us for a little chat. Ryan? Sarah, how are you, darling? Good, thank you. Is this darling thing going to become a... You just never know what I'll come up with. A new feature. Okay. Culture clash today, eh? Yeah. I know you're excited to talk to Prue today. I am. Because Texas is a place very dear to you. It is. I do love Texas. Texas and Hawaii. Well, yes. And I think that that uh, ties in nicely with my, uh, you know, outback to ocean, country to coast type vibe that I've got Mm. going on. I think uh, I do love all things Western Texas and I do love all things beach Hawaii. I think most people do. Oh, I don't know. Most of my friends do, but I don't know that everybody would get my vibe. Now, Texas and Hawaii. Yes. Explain why. Why do I love them? Why do you love the culture clash with them? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know if I can actually explain it, but... um, Because because to me, when you see a, a cowboy coming from out west... He comes in, throws a pair of boardies on, you nearly get blinded by the white legs. Well, maybe some, but not necessarily in my family. Some of the boys in my family are some of the better surfers that I've seen, but they uh, did not grow up at the water. No, they didn't. Although they did have a beach house. We did have a beach house, but we didn't have a beach house at a surf beach. No. <laughs> Imeo is not a surf beach. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, do you think your love for Texas... And Hawaii has had an influence on your sense of style? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, I grew up on a cattle station. My family, all of my family, extended family, all live on cattle properties, but we all have this love for the beach. You know, we we can have been mustering and then come inside, have a shower, put on a really nice flowy summery dress, have a champagne and just have like a little bit of a refresh um, before we go back out and do it all again. But I've also spent a lot of time in both Texas and Hawaii And they are, you know, I've traveled a lot around the world, but I think when you find a place that really speaks to you and you just have a genuine love for it, it just rubs off on you. I, you know, there have been times when I've left Texas or Hawaii where I've cried. I've been upset thinking, what if I never get back to this place? Um, they have had a profound impact on the person that I am. So, I've only ever been to Hawaii once and Texas once. Mm -hmm. Both places were amazing for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I've been to, to, oh God, I can't even remember. I think I've been to Texas five times and Hawaii four times. Mm. And, you know, pre-COVID, 
and when we first got married, I said to you that I would like to be able to go back to those places, you know, maybe not once a year, but once every two years, so like an 18-month interval. COVID has really put a dampener on all of those travels. How do you explain or present your style to your customers? Well, I think I just be myself. You know, some if I'm sharing stories or photos on my social media, some of those photos are when we're down the beach. Some of those photos are when we're at home on the property. Um, some of those photos are at horse events or, you know, when we're down at Noosa. I can only just be true to who I am and hope that people get it. Because if you, like you said, um, the whole, you know, Western and coastal thing is a bit of a culture clash and not everyone is going to get it. And if they don't get it, they're not my people. Do you know what I mean? Like not yeah. in a disrespectful way, but if somebody was wearing all black with chains, I don't get it. That's not my style. So I'm probably not going to follow along with the brand like that. Um, so I just aim to find the people that resonate with my style. Yeah. So each their own. You can't be for everyone. No. So you've got two distinct styles. You've got cowgirl and you've got beach girl. How do you make them seamlessly fit? Well, I don't know that you can. But I guess that I don't I don't think you can when you're showcasing it to people. I think they need to feel it. I think that it needs to speak to them. You know, like I will wear boots and a dress um, or add a, a wild rag or a scarf or a bandana to something. I will go to Noosa and go surfing and I will go to a camp draft. It's just my style and it's who I am and I just need to be true to myself and I need to, to, to own that and to find my tribe. I know I briefly introduced Prue at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to explain a little further. Prue's based in Melbourne, Australia, and her last name is Houston. And her and her husband have been working on building up their American barbecue business, Houston's Barbecue. Talk about a fitting surname. Their barbecue business took them to Texas, which is a place very dear to my heart. And it was there that Prue fell in love with that unmistakable Texan charm. And upon return to Australia, Lone Star Trading Co. was born. Prue and her husband, Kit, refer to themselves as a bona fide Texan barbecue couple. Prue, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast today. I'm honestly so excited for this chat. Um, could we maybe start by getting you to explain how Lone Star Trading Co. came to life? Sure. Um, I'm super excited to be here, so <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Um I started Lone Star Trading Co. in 2020 in the middle of Melbourne's epic lockdown. <laughs> I had previously um, had a women's fitness business, mm -hmm. but obviously that closed in March of uh, the same year. So I was pretty much just wandering around thinking, well, what am I going to do? I need to be busy. I need something. Um, Kit, as you said, has um, you know the barbecue business, which was definitely his passion and as we built it up together, I just knew that at some point I'd want something like that for myself that I could really throw myself into. I totally get that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was an amazing experience doing, you know, building up this restaurant and having all that success. But I, and it also 
complemented things that I loved. Obviously, we listened to country music all day. It was all very, you know, much about Texas and it took us to Texas. So, you know, of course, it was it was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I wanted something for myself. The idea behind having a boutique was something I'd kind of toyed with a few years before, probably more on the boho side of sundresses and things like that. And one particular online purchase I made during lockdown was this dress and it just changed my whole mood. It changed how I felt that day. I put it on and I just felt amazing. And I wasn't going anywhere. We were just, you know, we were in lockdown, but I realized how influential fashion can be on how it makes you feel. And I'm like, I've got to do this. I have to explore this because I wanted to work with women still like I did with my fitness business, but make them feel good and that sort of thing. So there I was going, let's start a boutique and I'm all about Western fashion now. So this is like happening and, and off we went. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So have you always had a love for Western fashion or did that grow, you know, over time? It's definitely, it's definitely grown. I feel like when I was working in fitness, all I ever wore was activewear and Surprisingly, that just was never something I spent a lot of money buying. I would just basically put on the basics. And even though I spent 90% of my time in it, I loved the idea of, of dressing up and, you know, throwing things on. And I think with going to Texas, I really saw my taste kind of personified in all of these girls. Yeah. And I was like, this, this is like, I'm always about the music and the hats and the boots, but I was like, no, I can see this modern take that I really, really like. So, yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it. I mean, I've, I've grown up on a cattle station all of my life and, you know, we do jeans and boots and denim skirts and all that, you know, Western fashion. That's, But, yes. you know, even West of the Waves, I suppose, is, is half and half. Like I, we also have a love for the beach. But even, you know, in Hawaii, you still get that Western-y sort of boho. I just I love yeah. it so much. but. What did you love about Texas? Because I've been there about four or five times and every time I've left, I've cried. Yeah. I If I knew that when we left last time that we weren't come because we had planned to go back every year. We were like this. We even entertained, you know, how, how could we move there? Yeah. You know, can Kit start working? He, he made a lot of good connections with barbecue people and we're like, you know, how can this happen? And knowing that, not knowing that we would then not travel for years, because of the pandemic, I mean, I probably, yeah, would have had a different experience, but I knew when I was there that I wanted to be there a lot more. Oh, <laughs> and magic. I just, I can't, I, you know, it's one of those places where I'd probably been to the States nine times over the years, never to Texas though. So when we were due to go there, I, it was one of those things where I was like, I was so afraid that I was going to be so excited to go there and then have it not live up to my expectations, mm. which I've found has happened at, in other places I've been to. And it was nothing like that. It literally, I'm driving and we're looking out the window and I'm just like, oh, I just love everything about this place. <laughs> it's so it, good. Just, it just really spoke to me. I don't know. I just, yeah. I get it. it I get it. I don't, mm. I, it's hard to put it into words, but it's just a whole, mm. I remember the first time I went there, I was with my best friend. And we actually stayed. Have you been to Fort Worth? No. Oh, okay. We didn't. Well, I highly um, recommend. Yeah. And I um, we will. stayed 
in the Stockyards Hotel, which is in the Stockyards area of Fort Worth. And each room has its own theme and there's longhorns and there's saddles on chairs and there's, you know, a Mm. big steakhouse and there's, you know, country music playing. The guy who was the porter, I guess, when we got there, offered us a beer. He's, you know, he's just like, do you guys want a beer? I was like, yeah, I do. Oh, Actually, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything better. And it just went totally. from there. It was just so fun. Everybody has, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's so happy and all of the, the dancing as well. I could loved the, you know, you wouldn't call them bars and you wouldn't call them nightclubs. You'd, they're probably dance halls, I suppose. But, oh, yeah. I just love it. Just love it. And I actually yeah. have had... A couple of girlfriends, one in particular, who I visit every time I go there, and she went with a group of my girlfriends when we all finished boarding school, and she didn't come home. She married a guy, and she stayed. So, yep, so it well, can be done. If I didn't already have, um, you know, marry a Houston, <laughs> which was as good as it was going to get for me, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be over there in a heartbeat. My sister actually has been living there for 20 odd years, probably longer than I think she even lived in Australia. She met an American and moved over there and has traveled and lived all over the States. So that's why I've been there so often. And yeah, she just, I mean, I've had a lot of experience in the South. Um, and I always knew I kind of really connected with that, that, that Mm -hmm. charm, but Texas was just okay. I'm, I'm home. (laughs) And then when Texas people would tell me that you know, I really fit it in and I look like a Texan. I'm like, oh, that is just the highest compliment. <laughs> you know, I'm a little extra. I was a little, you a know, a little, little bit, you know, I could I could fit in with the whole Texan thing. Oh, me too. <laughs> and um, can you tell us a little bit more about the barbecue business? Maybe we'll tell the listeners how they can find you and follow you so that we can promote that business as well. Absolutely. Houston's Barbecue, as, um, as you said before. Kit was formerly an IT manager who um, had the opportunity through a redundancy when his company left the country to kind of explore a new option. He was totally done with IT and he started a habit of, you know, cooking smoked meats and wanted to get really good at it. And that's, you know, his personality is, okay, I've found something I like. Now, how can I be really, really good at it? So he just spent probably a year to 18 months just perfecting the cook and wow. learning about, you know, particularly brisket. Brisket is the hero of mm-hmm. barbecue and it can be very, very bad and it can be very, very good. And then it's good on like 10 levels of, of it just keeps getting better. So he spent a lot of time perfecting that, that style of cooking, which is central Texas barbecue. And in between us having a pop-up at a brewery on a Friday, we would just sell one brisket mm-hmm. and um, thought we were doing so amazing. Um, we then opened a food truck and then we went to Texas because he didn't want to go any further with the business until he knew that he was actually cooking some good food. So, you know, we had to go and try yeah, it yeah. <laughs> and see if we were on the right track. So once we did that, we came back and we opened the restaurant Wow! and that was always on the cards, but, you know, he really wanted to back himself and talk the talk about that he could actually cook barbecue. Three hours after we opened, one of Texas's most notable critics, food critics, was actually in Australia and shot him a message and said, I'd love to swing by. 
Oh, my God. This is the guy that literally makes or breaks people in barbecue. So he ranks the top 50 in Texas, which is an absolute – this is what people travel to Texas and they do this barbecue tour. Oh, wow. And they'll, they'll sit at Franklin's Barbecue yeah. and it's on Netflix now and it's all very becoming quite yes, pop, yeah. pop culture-y. But we knew who he was and he's called the Barbecue Snob. And three hours after we'd opened our little restaurant – him and his wife and his kids turned up and gave us this. Um, we had an amazing time with them. They we connected with them straight away. They, you know, we looked after them. They wrote, "Thank goodness," a glowing review. Oh, that <laughs> is so good. Yeah, which ended up in Texas Monthly, which was like to most people in Melbourne meant no. absolutely nothing, but to Kit, it meant the world because he. Well, that's almost put you on a global map because if it's in Texas, what do yeah. you say, Texas Monthly? Texas Monthly. And it's, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to um, take your head off to someone in Melbourne Pulling actually that off. getting, getting yeah. something like that. So, you know, so for us it was pretty cool. So, yes, his business has just gone from strength to strength. Um, even through COVID, we were able to remain open because we quickly reverted to yes, takeaway yeah. food. He basically used his IT confidence to start a delivery system straight away um, or a, a pre-order system so people could order food and come pick it up and curbside and the whole thing. Oh, that's amazing. And you, having done the food truck and having done the pop-ups at mm. the brewery, you would have been quite well mm. versed with takeaway, essentially. Yeah, that's a form no, of takeaway. and the food, it kind of translates pretty well to takeaway food, like it's comfort food and, you know, it goes in a box really well and, you know, if you've had barbecue in Texas, you know there's no frills, like it's it's just simple good food. So fortunately, yeah, we, we were able to do that and um, – He's definitely, I'd say, Instagram, if you ever want to look at some amazing food photos, <laughs> check out Houston's BBQ on uh, Instagram. But, um, yeah, burgers as well. He's, you know, started a, 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 another arm of the business. And do you do sauces and rubs and all of that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Because my brother has built a smoker at our property and we've been smoking meat, probably not like Texas barbecue, but we have been for a while. So I'm going to, like, hook up a few oh, Christmas I'll send presents. send you up some of our rubs. <laughs> yeah. We just got our sauce everyone asks to buy the sauce and we're like oh okay I mean it's just what he makes out of um he just sort of landed on it and decided that, that was going to be the Houston's barbecue sauce we're now getting it bottled wow. to sell because people are just like we, we want to buy this sauce so we sell the rubs we sell the sauces he teaches smoke school wow which is just a new thing that he started this year which is you know just it's, he's just so obviously passionate about it and I think you know, that was exciting. Neither of us had any experience in hospitality when we opened yeah. anything to do. So we basically, much like me with the boutique, I had no retail experience either, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's get back to Lone mm -hmm. Star Trading Co. Yes. And the two go hand in hand though, because. Um, yeah, it didn't surprise you know, they, anyone. They when, just do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, being in Texas with the barbecue is sort of what took you to the place to start Lone Star. So mm -hmm. did you think about starting Lone Star Trading Co. when you were in Texas or when you got home? Oh, I wish I had of, but it was definitely a barbecue-focused trip. I now have a huge list of places that when we do return to Texas that I'll be going to as a boutique owner rather than a barbecue wife, um, yes. which will be fun because, you know, he might go off and do that and I'll go and do my thing. And, yeah, I mean, I definitely – I know that it really 
the, the, the whole Texas experience just left a huge mark with me. So I guess I remember that with, you know, what I do with Lone Star now. So, you know, it's, it's exciting. And how long did it take you to start up the business? Not very long. Once I decided that I wanted to do it, it was more about just tracking on with like researching it. And I'd built websites before and I used to be in marketing and was a copywriter. So things like that weren't sort of difficult processes for me, but it was just a matter of like, you know, a couple of weeks maybe. Yeah. But it was hard because I felt quite, I mean, being that we were in lockdown, it was not only a very isolating experience with the lockdown, but, you know, every retail venue was in lockdown. Every every fashion house was in lockdown. Like shipping was so delayed yeah. and oh, and people yeah. were just unsure of of anything. And I think that that probably was harder because I just felt like I think when I finally got on the phone to um, someone in the wholesale business, I was like, is it meant to be this hard? Like this is really hard. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> well, it is a little, it's, it's a tough industry and, you know, it's probably a little harder given that, you know, you can't even go down to the fashion area in Melbourne and, and look around because it's all shut. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely had its challenges, but, you know, I don't know any different either because I started yeah. it in the middle of all of this. So, yeah. And I always like to, you know, for the, for the listeners, I guess, out there who might be thinking about starting a business, I mm. think it's really important to realize that I had, I had not started a business before I started mm -hmm. West of the Waves. You obviously yep. had your women's fitness business, but you hadn't started a um, fashion business no. before. And I think that I waited a few years. I was exactly the same. Well, I didn't know whether or not I had the skills to start a website. And Google yeah. was my friend. Google, um, yep. But I worked it out. And I think that, you know, if you can find some supportive people that you can ask questions of and whatever, you can do it. Mm. Like you can definitely do it. You don't need loads of experience. No, I think that's probably – an aspect of my personality. And I think Kit's the same, like, you know, we didn't let the fact that we'd not worked in hospitality stop us from opening a restaurant. Uh, in fact, he does things with the restaurant that other restaurant owners are like, what do you mean? Like we only open three days a week because that suits our family and that's what we want to do. And people yeah. are like, what do you mean? You don't open seven days. And he's like, no way. I'd be a slave to the smoker. Like I'd never be at home with my family. And, you know, like we kind of set – by not having the experience, you also don't have all of the all of that stuff the hang ups that comes of like with what, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, same with the boutique. Like I kind of just do things how I want to do them and what feels right for me. Um, what I'm, you know, what what connects with me and how to sell things. Like I don't even know if it's right or wrong, but it's just yeah. what no, what I, I feel right about. One hundred percent agree with you because mm. I do things in my business the way that I want to do them. Whereas yeah. in my engineering work, there are those elements of this is how we do it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, with West of the Waves, I'm just like, oh, I'm sort of winging it. <laughs> I don't mean that in <laughs> a um, unprofessional <laughs> way. I'm just like, I'll work it out. It'll yeah. all come out in the wash. I, I think you have to trust your instincts a yeah. lot in this sort of in this business. I mean, you know, like I said at the start, it was quite isolating because I didn't have anyone to kind of go, 
Oh, that's that's good. I, I now have, you know, connections on social media with other business owners and we kind of message each other and say, you know, this is looking good, you're on fire and, you know, like you can kind of get a bit of a gauge of how you're going yeah. like from that. But um, definitely at the start, yeah, I just pulled on any experiences that I had and just went, let's let's use them and we'll just go from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um do you think your style's like a little tiny bit of a culture clash? I know I know with me with West of the Waves it is because I've obviously got that, you know, ocean to outback, that western mm-hmm. element and that coastal element and they're totally different. Um but they do just seem to work. How do you yeah. feel about yours? I agree with you. I think that there is definitely a culture clash, but it's 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 a fun one because I'm at home with this fashion. I might not live on a farm or, or, or property, but I'm originally a country girl and I really feel that the pieces I bring into Lone Star are, are things that, that I feel connected to and going on my gut instincts for things. And I'm at home with all of that. So I think that the fitting in aspect is probably something that, that makes me lose confidence slightly. And then, you know, I've had other people say to me, but it takes everyone to run in this industry. Like, you know, there are horse girls and then there's people that, you know, work in, in agriculture and they've grown up on farms or whatever. So, you know, how boring if we were all the same, you know, bring in some of your, you know, like I love your beachy vibey energy because it just gives it like a really fresh take Mm. on that, those sort of clothes. And I think that for me, it's like the idea of the cowgirl thing is more about what it what it embodies within your your personality and and what you sort of give off to the rest of the world. And you know, I think that the best thing I find about this whole Western culture is that it's welcoming yeah. and fun. So it's almost like if you're not like that, then what are you doing? You know, yeah, exactly. Like this, the whole part of it is like making everybody feel connected and um yeah i just don't think there's there's really any hard and fast rules you know absolutely if you love it. i'm breaking them all yeah break <laughs> them but you know that's fun and you get to bring your own story to it and if they really want that that authentic you know on a property western experience then there are people that that are like that yeah and they can you know but people are my customers they're connected with me for some reason mm-hmm um, that, you know, I hope it's the fact that, you know, I'm really just so comfortable and at home in this business yeah. and that's where I want to be. So, you know, that's what works. Absolutely. I'm embracing the cult, the culture clash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, there's something that I worried about. I think when I very first started my business was I was like, will people get it? Will they, mm-hmm. will they get where I'm coming from? Because, you know, I have always been on a property but my entire family, not just me, love surfing or love going to the beach, um, you know, all yep. those different things. And that's how we dress is I might be on the property, but I might be mm-hmm. wearing, you know, a beautiful dress for a, a party or something like that. You don't need to wear jeans and boots all the time. Um, and I just sort of had to think, I like it. My sisters like yeah. it. My mother likes mm-hmm. it. My aunties like it. My cousins like it. You know, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big group we're starting to get to. So you're like, surely yeah. there's going to be other people who will get it. Yeah, and I think 
even from the other end of it, like me sort of having connections with people that are in Melbourne and they're probably the ones that I'm convincing going because they're like, oh, I am allowed to like this stuff. Like, because, you know, I'm, I, I am in an urban environment, but I actually really like that graphic tee or I want to wear boots and jeans like that and whatever else mm. it is, the fringe dresses and things like that. And, you know, so it's basically giving them the okay to say, this is, it's cool. If you like it, wear it. You can wear it. And it works. And, you know, I think I've done a fair bit of like crossover between, uh, you know, in my reels and social media and stuff about kind of converting this, this, my take on Western fashion and how it works with where I live. And even though if you're in Melbourne, where I live is literally considered the country. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm on the, the very outskirts of, of the city. Oh, there you go. And is that where the restaurant is too? Yeah, we're only about five or six minutes away from the restaurant. So, we have, you know, it's a beautiful part of the world that we're in and um, when we're not in lockdown, that is. Of course, yeah. But, you know, a 10-minute drive and I'm completely in farmland and country. So, beautiful. you know, I do feel that I'm not necessarily in, um, in a truly <laughs> urban environment, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that wouldn't necessarily be at home for me because I did grow up in a country town. So, you know, I think that I'm more relaxed with my kids getting to and from school and not having to catch a train in the city. I wouldn't even know what to do as a parent when yeah. <laughs> with city kids. I'd be like, um, no, no not <laughs> you're not doing that. For me. <laughs> no, you need to be able to ride your bike to school. And, and that's I suppose it. <laughs> that's like a good segue in not the school thing, but um, into my next question, which is what does your avatar yeah. look like? And by avatar, I mean, who's your perfect customer? I love this because this was something that I feel I needed to know at the start and I, I couldn't possibly know it because I needed to get to know her and figure her out, yeah. right? So I love that I now know yeah. who she is. And she's, you know, definitely – not afraid to stand out and she's a hard worker. She loves hard and definitely has maybe a little bit of a wild <laughs> side. <laughs> and I think that, you know, I, I think fashion choices are what, what is fun and what makes her feel good. And, uh, you know, everything from jeans and a graphic tee and then smashing it out in heels and a dress so you know it's yeah. no rules but I do think that it's yeah she's fun so fun I love it yep she's fun <laughs> and she might be lightly based on my personality traits <laughs> well it is quite funny that you say that because I didn't know who mm -hmm. my avatar was for a little while it took me a little while to work it out and then one day I realized that it's me it's it's essentially yeah. me. I was yeah. I was answering questions mm -hmm. for my own, you know, for my own shopping experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you know that's perfect because you know you how are you supposed to say you're authentic and backing your collections and who you are as a brand? It, it needs yeah. to probably reflect who you are to make any sense, right? You know, so definitely, yeah. And um, how do you source your products? You'd have mentioned wholesale wholesalers earlier. Yes, yes. This was the – and probably, yeah, I mean, look, I feel like I've been doing this now. I've just crossed over the first year of this mm -hmm. business. Congratulations. Thank you. 
it was definitely the toughest aspect of the business was just trying to understand how this all works. It, initially, I just thought this is the most guarded industry I've ever experienced because everybody really holds their cards tight to their chest, which is, I understand because the amount of work and research you have to do to find products that you like and trust and can then sell as part of your brand is is massive. I haven't gone down the path of, of manufacturing and all that sort of stuff, which I imagine would be well, a- Well, that is a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sort of like, you know, I, I toy with the idea and then I'm just like, oh, you, know, you just need to get this other stuff sort of first. So, you know, it was definitely a lot of research, a lot of research over and over again and making so many mistakes. Oh my God. Like, I think that the best advice I ever got was off a podcast, which I was about to say, I've listened to a gazillion podcasts on all of this, just to try and get like a snippet of information that that I can then use. But one of the podcasts I listened to was the guy said, just think about any mistakes that you make in business as being, and, you know, particularly with inventory, you know, if you get the wrong thing in and you're just like, what was I thinking? That, you know, the the loss you take on that financially is essentially your tuition yes. in learning how Very to not good. do it again, you know? So I, yeah, because I think that I look back on a few decisions that I did at the start and, again, it just came back to not really knowing yeah. who my girl was, you know, and thinking I had to do a certain path rather than going, I want to do it this way. And so, yeah, so many, not, <laughs> not mistakes, learning experiences. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that sourcing my products has just been research, research, research. Um, Facebook has a lot of wholesale groups, which I wasn't really aware of, but have now, yeah. they're prolific, like particularly because I do source a lot of things from the States, particularly Texas, that's still a really popular way to connect with a lot of those vendors. Tons of YouTube videos, tons of podcasts, just hours and hours on the internet, just trying to learn and absorb as much as I can about this. And constantly saying to my husband, why can't we just do it like they do in yeah. America? They go to market where everyone's there in the same room. They shop. Yeah, I've been watching um, Marika and um, Shaylee on West Desperado when they go over to Dallas Market and I've been thinking to myself, oh, my God, I would love to go to Dallas Market. I know. It's like seven floors of <laughs> – I definitely it's on my list of things to do. I'm coming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> LA have their fashion district as well. And, um, you know, I know that we have trade fairs here, but like I said, because I started this business in the pandemic, none of them have operated. Like they've had a few penciled yeah. in and then cancelled. And I was like, and to be honest, my niche is a little bit not quite in that realm anyway. In line. So I am mm. definitely destined to source things from America. But um, I said to my sister, I'm like, what if I just sent you to Dallas and you could shop for me, you could be a buyer for me. And, you know, she, she's in Arizona. It's not that unrealistic, is it? No. Um, but she couldn't be further from being interested in fashion. Than, <laughs> so it wasn't really <laughs> on the cards. But, um, yeah, it could be easier, but it definitely has been harder, but I, I think that makes me feel a bit proud that I've done something. But I think that if you can open a business and become successful in a global pandemic, you're going to be 
you know, imagine what you can do when some of those restrictions are lifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's what keeps me going. (laughs) Just the excitement of going, wow, it could actually be one day I could, you know, head over there during market and really get to experience and meet some of these vendors where, you know, I've been buying off them for years, but never actually had that connection. So yeah, it's exciting. Amazing. And what are your plans for the future? Well, definitely traveling to Texas again, (laughs) high on the list. (laughs) Me too. Um, I think that with the business, like I said before, I'd sort of, I toy with the idea of going down the design and manufacturer lane, but it's more just out of wanting to learn more about the industry and how it works. But I I would love to probably have one element of what I do at Lone Star be something that I've created. Um, But I still love the idea of sourcing things that I love from Texas and um, bringing it in and, you know, that whole part of it too. So it, it would sort of be something that I'd like to do, but I'm waiting for that product or that actual piece to come to me and go, okay, that's worth you designing and manufacturing and actually going down that way because I think that's pretty massive. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so, you know, with with shipping and currency conversions and things like that, it's challenging, but, you know, mm-hmm. I would like to look into doing that. That's mm. amazing. I hope you do. Yeah. I'll so probably be hitting you. you up for <laughs> a mentor <laughs> session or something. <laughs> mentoring yeah, I'm available <laughs> uh, and for finally I always like to ask my guests a little bit for the listeners a little bit for myself what's your best hack what's your best business hack when I read this the f- I've like just like whatever the first thing comes into mind right um Canva would have to be the oh, I mean yes. yeah easily for for me being I'm good with words but like actually converting what I want to see into some sort of graphic design was, you know, in the years before, always challenging. Canva comes along and suddenly I've got a way to put my marketing out there that I can just do it and and it's done. I don't have to wait for someone else to do it. As a small business owner, you just, sometimes you've just got to get on there and, you know, you want to look like you know what you're doing and it just elevates the marketing to another level like and it's just getting better and better and a hundred percent recommend getting you know the premium version because the things that you can do just makes the business look like you've got a team of designers <laughs> it's, Absolutely. So, and I think you know this is just random but with my social media having been hacked oh I actually God. think that that was one of, wasn't that just I swear pits? every business owner in Australia's heart broke for you. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, she's come back and she's going to like, it was absolutely like, cause I'm thinking I'm working so hard to build up from nothing. And then looking at people like you going, wow, she's been so great. This is awesome. Like, look at this brand. And then when I read that, like, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Like that was absolutely heartbreaking. I felt it. Mm -hmm. I really felt the love from everyone. But I've got to think of the silver linings. Yep. Um, and one of those is that I got the opportunity to redo my look. Yep. So when I very first started out with West of the Waves on my original profile, um, you know, my photos weren't as good or my, you know, Canva tiles that I'd done up with my marketing weren't as good, whereas now I've got a real 
strategy of, you know, yeah. how I post a meme and then a photo and a meme and some feedback and it's all colour coordinated and it's all got the same font yeah. and it looks so visually appealing and I would never have had that opportunity yeah. if that hadn't have happened. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to talk about the blessings in disguise. <laughs> oh, God. No, well, that is definitely a good one and I highly recommend that as well yes. because what you probably don't realise is that most small businesses are doing that and they don't all have a graphic design team and that's how they're doing it. Yeah, for sure. So let's tell the listeners where they can find Lone Star Trading Co. If they're looking for you, yes. if they want to shop, how can they get in touch? Definitely hanging out most of the time on Instagram. So at Lone Star, one word, underscore Trading Co. Or the website is lonestartradingco.com.au. So, but definitely love 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 connecting with people on instagram um so yeah that's a friendly place to hang out <laughs> oh well Bri, thank you so much for your time today and being a guest on the podcast i have loved it it's been and i love watching your little business keep doing what you're doing fantastic thank you culture clash is our topic for today yeah and we're doing the wrap-up snap quiz. As always, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Just try and yes, no. Okay. Do you feel your West of the Way style is a culture clash? Well, it's not to me. So, mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. To me, no. To some other people, probably yes. But this is how I've grown up, you know, and, and I was a little worried when I started my business as to whether or not people would get it. But I started to... You can talk yourself out of something and you can make yourself feel like it's not a good idea if you get in that negative headspace. And I just had to think, I like it. My sisters like it. My friends like it. My mum, my aunties. Um, and that's quite a broad group of people. So people are going to get it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess in answer to your question, I don't think it is, but some people might. Do you think people will understand your style? Yeah, I think so. Because even in Hawaii, um, there is actually like quite a Western uh, undertone in Hawaii. They talk about the paniolo, which is the cowboy. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I don't think that it's just me by any stretch of the imagination. No. There's a massive contingent of people who live on properties who might go on a beach holiday. Uh, loads of people from Longreach and Blackall and all those good places head into uh, the Sunshine Coast for like Australia Day long weekend. So I think that plenty of people get it. They get working hard on a property, enjoying all things country, but liking a coastal holiday. Um, you know, I, I think... I think it goes. It goes for me anyway. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the Coax Australia Facebook and Instagram pages. That's Coax, C-O-A-X. We'd love you to follow our social media pages or you can jump onto the website, www.coaxaustralia.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.